On today's first round KO, we review everything that happened in the NFL trade deadline. And I bring back hashtag mad about it, uh, about one of the trades. And then we talk a little bit of NBA. We talk about uh, how good the Bucks have been. And we talk about the dominant Warriors stretch over the last four games. Then uh, at the end of the show, we touch on some WWE topics. Uh, mostly just talk about uh, Crown Jewel. Let's get it. Welcome to the most must-hear WSUW sports podcast in history. Welcome to Alexi Lalas' State of the Union podcast. <laughs> no, this is first round KO. I am your host, KO, aka Howard J. Diggers, and I am joined as always by Mr. Connor J. D. Moore. See, I said that because I just remember that that was a podcast he used to listen to, and oh, he uploaded on the 23rd. Okay, good. Yay. <laughs> Dope. Oh my goodness. How are you doing today, Connor? You ever just feel like, okay, so let's say you just wake up, right? Yep. You wake up, you got to do, you got to do what you got to do, all that, all that good stuff. And then after a while you sit down and you're like, oh, okay, I'm fine. And then after a while you just get absolutely just destroyed. Like it's like you feel like you hit a wall out of nowhere and then you're just dragging for the rest of the day and you don't know why, but you're just dragging. That was me today. I was just dragging most of the day, and I couldn't tell you why, which is weird because I woke up this morning. I was like, okay, I have a decent amount of energy. <laughs> Went and interviewed Coach Bellis per usual every Tuesday morning. Oh, cool. Damn good interview, I would say. Um, And then, yeah, by the time I went to my coaching class this morning, it was just like, wall. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> and, then I, and then I go to Kate's class for the first time what seems like an eternity. And one, everyone's just like, oh, my gosh, you're alive. I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, I am. <laughs> and then, again, wall. <laughs> well, I mean, we had a midterm in that class, so I can understand that wall. Right. And then I went to go study a little bit with a friend, and I'm, like, just dozing in and out. I'm just like, oh, why? And then I get back, and then I force myself to stay awake because I knew if I passed out, I was not going to get up and come here. So I, <laughs> so I forced myself to stay awake by devouring a, a few cookies. And I, f I still have my Jimmy John's cookie from yesterday that I didn't eat for whatever reason. And I'm glad I didn't. And then I will like cl straightened up my room, cleaned off my desk, vacuumed, all that good stuff. Played FIFA, raged at FIFA. <laughs> that reminds me of what you Snapchatted me yesterday. Oh, my God. Connor Snapchats me and goes, my neighbor just checked on me because of a Madden or a, a FIFA rage that I just had and asked if I was okay. <laughs> That is awesome. That is very peak me, honestly. That is so awesome. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that's how your day was. Yesterday, yeah. Oh, and I watched a woman's soccer team on the uh, the live stream because they were in Platteville. Oh, right. Yeah, because they made it into the conference tournament via their win on Saturday, mm -hmm. the, the other game that I went to when they were home against River Falls. Right. That was a cold day, man. Yeah. It was so cold. 
That was Saturday, right? That was Saturday. That, did it snow for a little bit on Saturday? No, you're thinking a couple Saturdays ago. Okay. <laughs> no, you, I know it's. I no, it didn't snow. It like drizzled a little bit, but it was just cold. Okay. And plus, you know, out there, like in the northernmost part of camps, there's just yeah. nothing blocking anything. True. So that was cold. But no, they won that, and they got into the conference tournament. And so I watched a little bit of the game. I was like, oh, cool, you know. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll watch the game, whatever. Right. Uh, they won one nil uh, against Platteville. So. Good stuff. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, <clears throat> my day has been interesting. <laughs> so I woke up today. Forgot we had a midterm. So I didn't study for it. And I also didn't make a note card for it, which we could have done. Yeah, I I realized that after I walked in and saw somebody with like a full sheet of paper too. I was just yeah. like, I was like, oh boy. Tyler's just sitting there with a full page of notes. Basically in like had six the six point font. Right. Basically had the entire study yeah. guide on his sheet. And I'm sitting. Well, and well, because I started walking over, and that's when I was like, oh shit, <laughs> I have a midterm in this class. And then I was like, oh shit, I could have made a freaking note card for this class. Didn't. So that's how that start. That's how my day started, basically. Uh, and then I walk over here and trade deadline was interesting. We'll get into it. And then Cal and I do three count review, right? Yeah. And it was a fun show. It was just the two of us. And we got to talk a lot about you know everything that happened on Raw. <sighs> and then I go to edit it. And I edit. I I edit. I added some things because the sound was all off. I had to use my phone for the intro because my laptop died. That was the other thing. My laptop, I didn't bring my charger. Oh, yeah. So my laptop was dead. So I had to do my phone for the intro and for all the notes. And then, So I'm editing the sound because it was all wonky on my phone. And I was trying to rush because Eric wanted me on Hawk Talk today because they only had Cal and the kid who called the volleyball game. Matt. Matt. It was Cal and Matt, so he, so I was like, you want another person? He was like, sure. So I said, okay, let me go edit my audio. So I was rushing a little bit to get on Hawk Talk. And I went to save said audio file after I compressed it. And I hit the X. Oh, no. And thankfully, it pops up and it's like, oh, are you sure you want to? Or do you, it says, do you want to save the changes before you exit? And I was like, well, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. But then I was like, wait, I don't want to exit out. So in my mind, I was thinking, I don't want to exit out. So I clicked no. We've all been there. We have all been there. So there is now officially a missing episode (laughs) of Three Count Review. And I just walked into Hawk Talk. I didn't even tell Cal. I don't want to tell Cal. (laughs) But I just walked in. And I was just, <laughs> just seething. <laughs> and then I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't even care. Let's just go to Hawk Talk. I, mm, nope. Don't care. <sighs> Basically, it was a shit episode of Raw anyway, so. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> if anyone's curious on my thoughts on this week's Raw. It was a by-the-numbers Raw that did nothing except for Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. That was it. It was shit. Anyway, two and a half stars. <laughs> There's your three-count review. Oh, God. I was, I was just so angry at myself. So now I will be saving before I edit. <laughs> Learned my lesson. 
All right, let's dive into the big story of today. The NFL trade deadline was today at 3, and you on the podcast the other day said that this had the potential, well, that Jay Glazer said, that this had the potential to be the most active trade deadline in NFL history. Yeah, and I, and I agreed with him when he said it. Yeah, and it, it definitely had the potential to be. So I got my hopes up. <laughs> But then I realized that it was the NFL and that most of the trades and everything big happens in the offseason. So I was very disappointed by this trade deadline because there was only, what, one, two, three, four, five trades. But they were all fairly significant. All but one. <laughs> you could probably guess what one. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I was – disappointed by that but they were still like they were big trades so let's talk about all of these so the first two i guess that i want to talk about <laughs> i don't actually want to talk about it but we will the green bay packers traded safety haha clinton Dix to the washington redskins for a 2019 fourth round pick now before i go into this <laughs> What are your opinions on this trade? <laughs> what the fuck were they thinking? I see I can play both sides of this cuz I've I've had a, had a while and this is the one that I've thought about cuz like I've said before I love Haha Clinton Dix with all of my heart. As do I. I bought his jersey on draft night in 2014. That's dedication. Yeah. I love him. <laughs> and then he went and broke my heart right before the trade happened. He tweeted uh, much. I think he said like much love y'all with the cheese emoji. And I was like, no, it's happening. <laughs> you, he, he knew it was happening when he said that statement a couple weeks ago. I know. And, and a clip resurfaced of him during the Redskins game after he picked off Alex Smith. He went and high fived like three of the secondary of the Redskins. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But uh, yeah. So I don't know. So you said, what do you? Th what were they thinking? Is that because of the draft pick or just the trade in general? Just the trade, because I mean, I know that I was saying that they have a lot of interchangeable pieces, but I didn't think they'd want to experiment with that in the midst of a season where everyone in the North is now is in contention. Right. Everyone in the North is in contention. So why would you want to take? Why would you want to go tinker with something? That you know is for the most part a sure thing. Exactly. And that was my big thing. I said this on Hawk Talk. I said the Packers' pass defense is the biggest weakness. Like, obviously our defense as a whole is our weakness, but our run defense is kind of decent. Our pass defense is the one that actually isn't great. So why trade a safety? <laughs> why trade a secondary guy? It, it just didn't make much sense to me. But because I tweeted that I was pissed, Tyler Job ever playing the the devil's advocate he 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 tweeted back at me and he said that clinton dix was in a contract year wanted a lot of money and he is one of the most overrated safeties in the league i would agree with that um but he said it's better to swap than re than not re-sign him at all and i think uh or he says i think goody uh, obviously our gm is uh going to go after a better safety this offense and then he said um, yeah, it sucks in the short term, but we're thin at or because we're thin at safeties. But the Packers probably aren't going deep in the postseason if they make it at all. 
So that is a good point. I don't know if we're def necessarily in a win now year. But I still don't like it. <laughs> I why not just re-sign him? Like I know he wants this. I know he wants a lot of money. I don't know. Now we have a lot of young pieces in the defense too. So like I feel like we could have afforded to overpay for him maybe a little bit. I don't know. It's there's a lot of ways this could have gone. The other part of this is so our GM had a very good draft. Obviously, we got our two top cornerbacks in this draft. And so like I giving him more picks for his second draft makes me more excited for this coming draft. So like that's a good thing. Like that's the only positive I can take out of this. I when I saw this pick, I guessed that it was going to be or when I saw the trade, I thought it was going to be a third round pick. I was and that was like me being like negative like mm -hmm. be, like pessimistic being like eh, maybe it'll only be a third and then it turned out to be a fourth and i was very disappointed i feel like we could have gotten a lot more for haha ha, ha, clinton dicks <sighs> i don't know you know what this does though it makes the redskins a decent force like because they're already five and two i think i think they realize that they're the most or the most i don't want to put this they're the best they the are the division. closest th yeah <laughs> I yeah, say the worst division. I was going to say they're the closest thing to most put together in that division. Yeah. So they're going for it. At least right now. I, I I personally am still a fan of the Eagles. Oh, absolutely. Especially after what they did. Right. Um, Even before what they did. I was like, eh, give them time. But, I mean, if you think about it, Alex Smith isn't going to be there long. No. Adrian Peterson isn't going to be there long. And if they're playing well, and I don't know how long Josh Norman's there either. He might be done soon, too. I he doesn't want to be there. There's, the there's issues right now. The Redskins might just two. be kind of sending it. Like, they might just be foot on the gas. Like, hey, we have something good going. Let's try to ride this out. And they tried, and they went out and got Clinton Dix for it. Maybe. I don't know. That's all I could. That's all I can take out of that for Washington. But, God, the Packers. I, because, okay, here's the other thing. Eric brought this up. Now that Clinton Dix is gone, what you can do, what what they're probably going to do, and what's going to piss me off, is that they're going to keep Kentrell Bryce at free safety, and they're going to move Josh Jones to strong safety. I just don't want to see Kentrell Bryce on the field. He hasn't been playing well. But what we want to happen, what we talked about on Hawk Talk, was possibly what you mentioned, bringing Tremont Williams to the safety position, because... We have so much talent at cornerback right now, especially with the signing of Bashad Breeland. Because you have Jari Alexander, Josh Jackson on the outsides, Bashad Breeland in the middle, and Kevin King, who can go anywhere and guard, you know, the bigger guys because he's six foot three. Mm -hmm. So that's what I want to happen. And that's what possibly could happen. I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously we'll have to wait until Sunday to see. Um Yeah, I'm I'm just disappointed. I'm really sad. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. No, I'm kind of <laughs> mad. <laughs> I'm more sad than anything, but I, uh, yeah, and I'm I'm probably biased, and you know, in a few weeks or so, I might look <laughs> I look at this differently. But because of this trade, I'm bringing back an old segment, and it is hashtag mad about it. <laughs>
because I'm hashtag mad about, and I like what I, I, ca- I came up with a nice little thing. Ha ha CD to DC. <laughs> oh, I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> I'm judging you on the inside and outside. <laughs> That's okay. I deserve that. But yeah, hashtag mad about this trade because I love ha ha Clinton dicks and we need a pass defense and I think our defense just got worse in my opinion. And I'll always take given talent over unproven talent. So, I don't know. That's my feeling on that one. One trade that I'm not hashtag mad about, though, was the other Green Bay Packers trade. Because apparently we were sellers this year. The Green Bay Packers. So is this addition by subtraction here? Yes. Uh, in, this this, in this trade, although, yes. Although, <laughs> yeah. The Green Bay Packers traded running back slash wide receiver – Ty Montgomery to the Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens, for a 2020 seventh-round pick. Seventh round. You, you, you know that you know what that trade says? It literally – it, it that literally trade says, literally says Aaron Rodgers is, was the GM for Dan, and he said, get him off my damn team. I wanted him off the damn team. <laughs> oh like, yikes. After, after the stuff that I saw Ty Montgomery say, I and, and that just proves to me that, that – Packers wanted to just get rid of him and they didn't see much in him because we didn't get a pick for this year. We got a pick for next year and we got a seventh round pick for that. <laughs> Yikes. Um, yeah, I'm very glad we got Ty Montgomery off the field. And for many reasons, it's not only, I know what a lot of people are thinking and it's what a lot of Green Bay fans are thinking unfairly. It's because of the fumble. And that's not the only reason I'm happy about this trade. Obviously, that whole situation pissed me off because apparently, literally, so here's the, here's the actual thing. Um, da, 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 da. According to half a dozen Packers players and coaches who witnessed it, Ty Montgomery, this is during the Rams game, Ty Montgomery had thrown a temper tantrum of his own on Green Bay's previous offensive series becoming noticeably noticeably enraged on the sideline after being removed from the game. At least one player believed there or at least one player believed there was carryover from that incident into Montgomery's decision to disregard the coach's instruction and return the kickoff. Quote, they took him out of the previous drive for a play and he slammed his helmet and threw a fit. Yeah, I saw this. Then before the kickoff, he took they told him to take a knee. He ran it out anyway. You know what that was? That was him saying, I'm going to do me. It's a effing joke. And I retweeted that and said, unacceptable. <laughs> Tyler said, cut, cut him. Cut him now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I completely agree. I forgot the trade deadline was a thing, so I'd, I would have said trade him if I would have you know, even thought of that. But, yeah, I'm not surprised. And so, like, that incident alone makes me think, makes me believe that they would have traded him. But as a Packer fan, I'm just purely excited for this because this just means Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams will get more carries at running back. Yay. Weird. They're actual running backs. Funny how that works. And Trevor Davis is healthy now, so he'll be returning kicks again. Oh. So, so, you know, when we tell Trevor Davis to take a knee, he'll take a knee. (laughs) Ty Montgomery won't be returning balls for us anymore. So, yeah, his attitude was not – it was very selfish, and it was not team-oriented, so I'm glad we got rid of him. Now, to flip this onto the Ravens' side, this is actually a decent move for Baltimore. 
only giving up a seventh round pick for like a third round guy. I think I believe we drafted him in the third round. And what he brings to the and I keep making this comparison and people look at me weird. I'm not comparing the players. <laughs> I'm comparing their role on their team. Ty Montgomery can be for the Ravens what Alvin Kamara is for the Saints. Not anywhere to the de- to the degree that Alvin Kamara does. Like he won't be the leading receiver and running back or anything like that. But mm-hmm. he will be a running back and a wide receiver because they're thin at wide receiver and but they're and they're also thin at running back and their two running backs that they have have been shit this year in Alex Collins and some other name that's actually really cool and I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, so Tom Montgomery can play that you know, Alex Collins can be the big guy who gets the third down, the third and one conversion. But Ty Montgomery can be that patient running back that Le'Veon Bell is. Obviously, again, to not to the same degree as Le'Veon Bell. But he can be that patient guy. That's his running style. And he can go out and be receiver, catch screen passes, that type of thing. He can be a very versatile player for the Ravens. So I think it's going to add depth to that Ravens team. And, again, hashtag mad about it because I'm a Pittsburgh fan. But, um, yeah, so I – even though we only got a seventh round pick, getting him off the team just makes our offense better because he's not going to be getting reps at running back anymore. So, like you said, addition by subtraction. I like it. No, I liked it too because, I mean, I've just felt like he was – I mean, even if had he – let's say he took the knee, right? Let's say he took the knee. And it, I still would have wanted him off the team. I even, No, let's say – I've been he, saying it all season. I know you have. <laughs> but let's say this whole fumble thing never happened. He was still falling out of favor regardless. You have to think You have to think about that. I mean, because the receiving core was looking really good with all the upcoming rookies and everything. And, of course, because we're, because we're uh, current Warhawks, we have to plug Jake Kumaro. And he's about to uh, come – and he's coming uh, coming off the mend soon. Hopefully. Hopefully. You know, the running back position is, is establishing itself with actual established running backs. Whoa, what a concept. <laughs> so, I mean – if you think about it, where was there for him to go? It only was special teams. But then, as you mentioned, Thomas Davis was coming back. So where was he going to go? Yeah. yeah. So they had to trade him. Try to get It's better to get something out from him than nothing, have him sit. Exactly. And instead of just cutting him, we actually got a pick, I guess. So it works. I'm, like I said, I, I'm excited for him to... I'm ex- I'm excited for Goody to have more picks too in the draft. So, ooh, excuse me, we got a couple picks, so I'm excited for that. Um, I'm looking up to Jake Kumaro to see if there's any news on him, but I don't think so. Five days ago, no regrets, but still no game action for Packers. Jake Kumaro still doesn't regret the dive. <laughs> <laughs> the dive in the preseason that the caddy injured his shoulder on on the 82 yard touchdown <laughs> that's actually really funny um <laughs> sorry i'm reading this article um i felt like diving in just to finish it off um two weeks later he was on injured reserve come on at this time the former undrafted free agent from whitewater who had practice squad stints with the Bengals, Patriots, and Packers, was easily number four on the receiver depth chart and possibly pushing number three 
You think they would have put him over Ger- Geronimo? Damn. Um, Aaron Rodgers can't praise him enough, even even as he called out other young wide receivers. That's right. Remember when he went yeah, on that I was going to say, I brought, that up, that, ramp, I brought that up on the show mm-hmm. that the next the next time he – or that the next time that I was on after he said that, I was just like, hey, there's only one receiver, like two receivers he didn't call out, one of which is a certain Kumaro. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. Trevor Davis and Kumaro are both on the IR, and you only get two – IR retur- returns a year. Uh-oh. Are they going to waste both of them on Kumaro and Maybe. Davis? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Because what if someone gets injured in the second half of the season? SOL? I know. That's interesting. That that's a big decision that you're going to have that that we're going to have to see soon. I'm just trying to find out um I think it's clearly one of the variable what? I think the young players having an opportunity to play in the platform, you definitely factor that in. At the end of the day, you need all your players. I think at the end of this journey, we'll reflect on that. That's why you put players on IR return. So there's no decision yet. Yeah. Kumaro was medically cleared the day after the Packers' last game, the Monday Night Football win. Per IR rules, he was eligible to practice beginning this week and could play in another two so he could have played during the or against the Rams, but they didn't. Um, okay, so Kumaro could come back any day now. That's what we're getting out of this. Anyway, the next trade I want to talk about involves another one of my teams, of course, because both of my teams were f- freaking sellers today. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars traded Dante Fowler Jr to the Rams for a 2019 third-round draft pick and a 2025th-round draft pick. Okay, you said in the last podcast that someone on that defensive line had to go and it was most likely going to be yeah. Fowler. No, yeah. I. So I'm mad that they were sellers. I'm not mad about this Fowler trade because I figured that they were going to do that. I was mm-hmm. hoping they would also be buyers. <laughs> but uh, that didn't happen. Also, hashtag mad about it. Uh, the, yeah, so Dante Fowler to the Rams. That's scary in itself. Like, and the rich just keep getting richer. The Rams are in ri- in win now. They're in like, I think Eric put it best. <coughs> They're in a win now situation. But if we don't win now, it's okay because we'll win next year. <laughs> yeah, and that's a they, really they good are literally in the best scenario. They're in the best situation any team in the league could be in right now. Cal goes, but they're losing Donovan Sue this year. Cool. <laughs> right. You still have Donald, or you still have Aaron Donald. Who cares about a Donald? Right, the best freaking defensive end in the league. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So, uh, Fowler, Fowler going to the Rams is scary, and I'm glad we played the Rams before this happened. We would not have been able to stop Sue Donald and Fowler, like the Packers. There's no way we could have stopped all three. That game would not have been as close. We wouldn't even be talking about Ty Montgomery. <laughs> But I don't know. I I like it for the Jaguars too because we've had a lot of we've had two really good drafts the past two years, specifically two years ago when we got Ramsey and Mac, or yeah, Ramsey and yeah, uh, in the same draft. That was just fantastic. Miles Jack, not Mac. <laughs> I combined his names. Miles Mac. Miles Mac. Giles Mac. <laughs> Giles Mac. <laughs> 
when we got the two best defensive players in the draft in the oh, same draft. My so goodness. That was nice. But yeah, I like I said, we have Calais Campbell and we have uh Unique Ngakwe. And having Dante Fowler actually hurt us because we had like our defensive tackles too, we have Malik Jackson and we have Marcel Darius. But whenever Fowler had to come in, they wanted to keep Calais Campbell on the field, so they took Darius out and put Campbell at defensive tackle. So, like, now, without Fowler, you can keep Ngakwe and Campbell on the outside, and you can keep your defensive tackles in on the inside. Like, it's perfect. Now you just keep your best guys on the field at all times. And not saying Dante Fowler's not one of their best guys like he was, but he wasn't part of their primary defensive plans. Like, their defensive coordinator was making Ngakwe and Campbell the focus of the ends. So this is bit, this is great for the Jaguars because you get rid of a guy who you didn't really need and you get a third-round pick next year, which is going to be huge, mm-hmm. and you get a, th- a 20, 20, 25th round pick next year. So I like this trade a lot. Um, like I said, I, I don't mind this trade. I was just mad that they didn't actually go out and buy. But, yeah. What did you think of this trade? I mean, I figured the Jaguars are going to be active in the deadline in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. I figured that Dante Fowler was going to be shipped. I personally would have liked to have seen another offensive weapon come to this team, preferably at the quarterback position. But mm. if wishes <laughs> if wishes were fishes, right, we'd be swimming in an ocean. So, I mean, <clears throat> hopefully we'd be swimming with the fishes. I'm so done with you. I'm on a roll. <laughs> you are not. You are not. You're not on a roll. No one tweet him and boost his ego. Um, but yeah, I mean, hope. <laughs> I mean, hopefully this kind of settles whatever the the issues, for lack of better terms, that have been going on with seemingly just that defensive line, like in the lo- as far as locker room wise. And, you know, this kind of sends a message to the, to the rest of the defense or the rest of that defensive line specific, specifically like, hey, you're the guys now. Get your shit together and let's try to recoup this season as much as we can yeah. and try to get us back into some form of playoff contention. Yeah. Like, this is who we're rolling with. We offloaded him. Now quit your bitching and let's go to work. That's what I'm That's what I'm hoping and that's what I think this trade, the message this trade sends. Yep. All right. No, last two trades were the biggest of the day, in my opinion, because the other three were big, but these these two make an impact on these two teams that got players. So the first one we'll talk about, because it involves one of your teams, we'll talk about it. The Denver Broncos traded wide receiver Demarius Thomas to the Houston Texans for a 2019 fourth-round draft pick, and the teams also swapped 2019 seventh-rounders. As a part of that trade. So, with Wolf Fuller going out with an ACL injury, your boy, Deshaun Watson, gets a new weapon and a new new guy to line up uh, on the opposite side of DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. A vet who has won a Super Bowl. Yep. Been in the league for eight years. Yep. And coincidentally, they're in Denver this weekend. <laughs> Revenge game 2018. Right. <laughs> I love it. Uh yeah, so what as a as a Watson fan, how do you how do you feel about him getting a new weapon? Oh, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, you I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's an esta- it's an established vet, an established wide receiver who last time I checked 
ain't washed up at all. He is still very, very yeah. good. No. He has just been, you know, he's just been subject to drops. Yeah, he's had a case, he's had a bad case of the drops and also occasionally. A, occasionally. And he's also kind of he's gone from Peyton Manning and even though he was at the tail end of his career, Peyton Manning still Peyton Manning. He had, he had one good year with Peyton. When yeah. Peyton was had his one good year. And then he had so he goes from Peyton Manning and then he, and then it became a quarter <laughs> Tebow to Manning. So I mean, he's yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I forgot he was there when Tebow uh, was, on, the, was on the he team. Caught the he caught the he caught the walk off. How did I forget that? That was like one of my. Def- that was oh, like, I never forget it. You that was like who it was against. I know. I w- I remember. I was cheering so much in my house back at home. That overtime playoff rule has not been kind to me. Mm. <laughs> no, it has not. <laughs> I've learned. But no, this is this is amazing for Washington because you have an established wide receiver who is who's a big play threat as well, mm. and now I mean. With Will Fuller, I think defenses still kind of had to had to pay attention with both Hopkins and Fuller, but yes. the attention was more was more so on Hopkins, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now and, and Fuller benefited from that exactly. Mm-hmm. Now Hopkins is probably going to get a little bit more looks because defenses are now now going to look at this team like, oh great, like now what do we do? If if we if we try to cu- if we try to go coverage sack on him, you know, yeah. he has legs, he can move, he can extend plays. So I mean, this as far as the as far as the Texans are concerned, this is great. Yeah, like they, they could not have asked for anything better with Will Fuller going down. Oh, absolutely. I figured that they were gonna go try to get someone. I didn't. I didn't know they were going. Oh, they were going big game hunting. Apparently, uh, the other thing is, I'm I'm was very excited that the Patriots didn't get Thomas <laughs> or the other receiver that. We're I'm glad they him. didn't get any other receiver. Exactly. Period. Exactly. Um, but no, for the for Houston, this is big. And like I mentioned earlier, he has Thomas has had a case of the drops, so that's something to watch out for. And he's definitely not as quick as he used to be, first of all. And even then, he was never as quick as Will Fuller. So that should be interesting. They're going to have to change their offensive scheme. and Well, not their scheme, but their playbook around that. But I think that can be beneficial. Having Hopkins and Fuller, who were basically the same person, <laughs> Fuller was just less talented, Still great, less talented than Hopkins, I'm saying. Um, now you have two receivers who who kind of complement each other. They aren't the same person. You have Hopkins who can be that deep threat and make big plays. And you have Demaryius Thomas who is a little slower, but he's a really good route runner. Mm-hmm. So you have Thomas who can do the middle of the field. He can do these, you know, the double moves, the slants, all this kind of stuff. I think it's going to benefit a lot. And Demaryius is a number one receiver. Was was now. He's, I mean now. now I he's mean number two. Yeah. Right. So I mean, it's you're essentially dealing with two number ones right now. Exactly. And Thomas, like all the credit to Emmanuel Sanders, now he's playing with an elite wide receiver behind him too. Yeah. So you basically have two number one guys. Yeah. Like this is huge. I I really believe that it's going to be big. And the biggest thing, like I brought up earlier, he's a vet guy who has won a Super Bowl. He has that eight year experience. He played with Peyton Manning. He's going to bring not only a leadership to the locker room, but he's going to bring such a good vet presence to Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. And it's going to help so much. I think their chemistry is going to snap very Oh quickly. my goodness. Yeah. I don't I don't think it's gonna probably take long this for these weekend, two at all. Probably not this weekend, but you know it won't I, take I wouldn't say I wouldn't be surprised if by the fourth quarter of this weekend we start to see glimmers of it and then next week we just finally we see really nice chemistry between Watkins and Thomas. I think this was a really good pick by them, or good pickup. I think it was 
Yeah, especially with uh, what's his face going down, Fuller. Uh, and the last trade that happened today, we have the Detroit Lions trading wide receiver Golden Tate to the reigning Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles for a third-round draft pick. I would just like to point out that these two wide receiver trades make the Dallas Cowboys look stupid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was. Oh, no. The trade that made the Dallas Cowboys look stupid was the Josh Gordon trade. That, too. Fifth, what, a fifth round? Fifth. So what? So we got a fifth round. Really. We've got... Fifth round for... Uh, jo- we got a oh, fifth round for Josh Gordon. It's not actually on here for some reason. <laughs> but, um, yeah, fifth round for Josh Gordon. We have a fourth a fourth round for Demaryius Thomas and a third round for Golden Tate. And remind me who? who, who what, what pick was it that Dallas offloaded for Amari Cooper? first round pick. This year's first round pick. For Amari Cooper, an unproven wide receiver. No, he had one good year and then a bad case of the a real bad case of even the drops. In his, even in his good year, though, he, he had, had a serious and, case of the drops. And we have to remember, his good year was the same year as Derek, Derek Carr's, Carr's good, good year. And I would take Derek Carr over Dak Prescott any day of the week. Uh, duh. So, breaking news. <laughs> not, 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 not that this is breaking news, but breaking news. The Dallas Cowboys are fucking morons. Yeah. It's because they have a moron running their team. Anyway. <laughs> uh Yeah. So, the Lions, I'm not surprised the Lions shipped Golden Tate last year of his contract. Try to get something for him. So, smart. And, yes, I know that's the same logic the Packers used. I'm just pissed about it. Um, but this is huge for the Eagles. I don't think people realize how big this actually is for I Philadelphia. Do. I think this is phenomenal. This is amazing. This is a resurgent. Like, not only is this Philadelphia team now starting to get better, now they actually are going to get better because of this trade. Because now you have an, a, a very talented and a very, like, established wide receiver inserted to your offense, and he plays very well. With, he, I think he, he will play very well with the big guy in Alshon Jeffrey. He's going to compliment that very well. He's probably going to take catches away from Nelson Aguilar, but that's not the worst thing in the world. And you still have Zach Ertz. Like, that mm-hmm. offense just got so much better. Another weapon for Carson Wentz is huge. And the big thing no one else is talking about, this Philadelphia team is heavily in a Super Bowl hangover right now. Like, they did not start off good. No. This is a wide receiver who have who has won a Super Bowl. Yep. He's done it before. Yep. With a mobile quarterback. Yep. This like he's going to instill more of that like that championship energy into this team. Be like, hey guys, I'm here to win, and I know you guys can do it because you literally just did it less than a year ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's big. I. I was going to ride with Washington. I think maybe they could, they probably could have rode out this weird wave of winning to win the East. I would pick the I would pick the Eagles right now if I if I were to change all of my picks because the Eagles, I think they're they're about to get hot. I really can see it happening uh, if they figure something out at running back too. I think they probably should have tried to get a running back, but they I think they'll be fine with Clement and. Smallwood, but yeah, this is huge. You said basically everything, honestly. Like I won't, like I won't, I won't even lie. You've said basically everything. The, the only thing I'll add on is that me personally, I never once soured 
on Philly this year, even though my pick this past week may have indicated otherwise. But I've never really, I never really soured on Philly. I always knew that they had the, the talent and the coaching staff, you know, to, you know, get it in the gear and really, really start to compete in that division because it's still relatively open. If I'm everyone else in the NFC, so if I'm everyone else in the NFC, maybe not so much St. Louis, not so much them, yeah. But everyone not named L.A. who's in playoff contention right now, or maybe Uh, even... New Orleans. True. Okay, but in a way, I would even put those two two teams in there, too, for a little bit, in saying that they look at the Philly... Yeah, they look at the Eagles and realize that team isn't going to lie down at all, and that's a team that could still come up and get you. Any given Sunday, any given day, really, because I mean, they're the Super Bowl champs for a reason. Like, that's I think that's the thing what people just need to realize, like, not to write them off, because this is the same team that they took down. Apparently, the man that is the greatest of all time. I just think the Saints, and they took down the greatest mm, mastermind that's true. of all time. The Saints are gonna have a chip on their shoulder because they should have played Philadelphia last year. Yeah, they should have. I personally think the Saints would have beat Philadelphia last that year. That would have been a slobber knocker to oh, quote to quote JR. Breeze versus Peyton. Or Tom. Tom Brady. My heart would not handle so much NFL greatness. God, those are the two teams I hate the most. <laughs> Why? Cuz I started watching in 2008 and I was cheering for Peyton Manning in that Super Bowl, so I inherently started hating the saints and i have hated them ever since sounds like is that the law of like tran transit is that the transitive property law or something like that sounds about right because because i'm thinking about because i'm trying to think about that of, of like because i saw some meme about the wheels like oh like they're the national champions because they beat this team who beat this team who beat this team who beat this team who ended up beating this team who beat this team yeah. who beat them who everyone thought was good which ipso facto means bam <laughs> I saw that meme somewhere like a year ago. I was those just like, are, I love this. Those are really fun. I <laughs> those are great. But yeah, I just, I for some reason, I hated the Saints that year. So then I've always hated them. Oh, that year I wanted the Saints to win because I was still salty about 2006. Seven, 2007. The Bears lost in Super Bowl 41 to the Indianapolis Colts. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense. That was the one. Those were the two years I ever rooted against Peyton Manning in my life. Fair. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, Golden, Philadelphia. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, no, Philadelphia is still the uh, third best team I would put them at. I I don't think I would put them anywhere else. LA is still the best, and, Saint, or, and New Orleans is a close second. I, Yeah. Uh, th- this definitely gives them a push and will probably help them win the East, but I don't see them. I don't see this helping them beat the Saints or the Rams. I, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. They could get. They could get. You know, back to their Super Bowl level though. That that could happen. I just don't see it happening. Um. So also with this trade deadline, this also brings back another old segment of mine. Winners and losers. Enlighten me. Enlighten you. Winners for me, Philadelphia Eagles. They were the biggest winners because they needed a resurgence in their offense, and Golden Tate is the guy to do it. He's younger than Demarius Thomas, 
and I believe he is a better receiver than Demarius Thomas. I think he has better hands, and he's a better route runner, in my opinion. So I think it's it's a very underrated thing because now you have a number one receiver also playing number two receiver like Demarius in Houston, but you also have Nelson Aguilar there and Zach Ertz. So you have four. Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, exactly. Alshon's the other number one. That's what I'm saying. I love him. I love him. I wonder why. No reason. Not at all. Bet you'd love him more if he was a little more West. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With this offense now, oh my goodness, I would adore him. (laughs) uh, God, you had Marshall and Jeffrey at one point. Are we really going to count Brandon Marshall on this one? Yeah, he's a <laughs> he's a free agent now. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Seahawks caught him. Yeah, but yeah, so that the Eagles win for me because I think getting a Super Bowl winning run, er, receiver like that, and it's weird because Tate and Demarius are both both Super Bowl winning guys. They're both vets. I just think Tate's a better receiver. Um, so you know, Eagles and the Eagles are in a better position to win right now. Houston's still a good team. I still I believe that Houston's going to be more of a better team next year, probably. Maybe I don't know. I st- I don't depends think- on the state of New England next year. To be honest with you, for me, yeah, Kansas City, man, and Kansas. Yeah, you're. Pr- I keep I'm forgetting thinking. about Kansas City. Yeah, they're yeah. just a buzz all right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I I just think Golden Tate's the best guy in that, or the best trade in my opinion. So the Eagles win that one. Losers is Jacksonville. Really? Yes. And I say that, like I said earlier, I wish they would have been more uh, buyers on this. Like, I, I get the Dante Fowler trade. I wouldn't, I don't mind that at all. But I wish they would have got gone out and also got someone. It, you know, whether it's a tight end because they've had tight end woes, another wide receiver. You know, Keelan Cole's been great, but that's about it. D.D. Westbrook <clears throat> isn't that great of a guy. No. Um, so having – getting more weapons at the wide receiver would have been nice. What I really wanted to happen, and I probably worked myself into a shoot on this one, was I wanted Derek Carr. <laughs> I wanted. I think you did work yourself. Oh, into I, that de- one. I know I did. <laughs> but I, I, I realistically wanted them to try to get a quarterback, even if it was a free agent pickup. I just wanted something to happen. Draft? They, they draft? Question could. mark. I, like I said, I thought they should have drafted someone this year. Okay. But. Yeah. Yeah. So Jaguars lose because I don't really think anyone lost really uh, other than that like lions they would have lost golden tate in free agency same with the broncos and the broncos aren't doing anything this year and the lions are the worst team in the north so they're not going to do anything this year either jaguars getting rid of fowler for a pit for two picks isn't is, is great so that you can't even get them for that one and the Packers, as much as I hate it, the Packers getting something for Clinton Dix instead of just walk, letting him walk is big. So I think that that's the biggest lose out of this is the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, yeah, Eagles win, Jags lose. Hashtag mad about Clinton Dix. <laughs> Fair enough. Hashtag old segments. <laughs> All right. Next topic of discussion for today. That's enough NFL. We're going to move on to the NBA because – the Milwaukee Bucks are the only undefeated team in the NBA, defeating the other team, the Raptors. What was what was important about that game, too, is that the two stars of both of those yes. teams were down. Which means we have a better team. <laughs> Realistically, right? It's 
the first few weeks. But yes, it does. I do. I do think. I do think, and I can't remember who I heard this from, but it was I was watching it on ESPN a little bit. Not even so much watching. I heard it because I was sitting at the UC when this happened. But whoever it was was saying that this is more of a statement from the Bucks because and Coach uh, Budenholzer mm-hmm. because you have a guy that's come from the Spurs system, a guy who knows how to make numerous who can make like a end of the bench role player into a, a significant contributor. Right. And he has that buy in effect, you know? Yes. He has that buy in effect. And I think this game is a statement to the rest of the league and just that in t- just the team in general is like, Hey, if Giannis goes down for a game or two or heaven forbid, he's out for a decent amount of time. I still we don't think sitting down, right. They're not going to lay down. They'll still be competitive. Now, if Giannis is out for, you know, for like four months or something, he'll be like, Oh damn. Yeah. He's gone for a while. But they'll still be competitive. They can still very well go after. They can still very Did well go after. Did you see who it. our leading scorer was? Who? <laughs> Take a guess. I want you to guess. Malcolm Brogdon. No. Brooke Lopez. No. Delhi. No. Milton. No. Henson. No. Ivanchenko. No. Chenzo. Um. Bond Maker. <laughs> no. We picked up his option today. Oh, I like good. Oh uh, wow. Okay. You want to know? Ersan Ilyasova. There it is. Are you kidding me? He's my least favorite player on the Bucks. <laughs> he legitimately was the leading scorer. <laughs> Ooh. I have problems with this, actually. I love it. <laughs> I have deep, ill-rooted problems with this. Oh, look at the full box score. He only had 19 points, so that means it's a legit team effort here. He had 19. Bledsoe and Brogdon both had 17. Middleton had 14. Lopez had 9. The bench must have been a plug. DiVincenzo with 12. Snell with 11. Covington, 8. No, not Covington. Connaughton? Who the hell are you? I don't know who you are. Henson with 4. Maker with 11. Yeah. All-around team effort. Unlike the Raptors, who relied on Serge Ibaka as their leading scorer. 30 points from him. But I don't think they're going to win with Serge Ibaka being their leading scorer. Obviously, but anyway, yeah, I, I really like this because, and I, I'm, that was just me joking around. Obviously, like I, I believe now that the rest of our team, like, ah, this was a perfect game for me because you take away Kawhi and Giannis and you see what team is better. Like, honestly, like I, I do believe that the rest of the Bucks roster is better than the rest of the Raptors roster. Oh, and that was a proven. shadow of a doubt. And yeah. that was proven you can, here. You can say that on paper. And now, and honestly, right now, because I don't believe Kawhi is 100% physically or mentally, I believe that Giannis is a better player than Kawhi. So if it's so facto, I believe that the Bucks are a much better team than the Raptors. Now, the real test for the Bucks comes Thursday night. This Thursday? This Thursday. Tell, me that's, tell me that's on TNT. Tell me that game you know is on game TNT. Is? Yeah. I'm trying to fi- – I want to see if it's home or away. I think oh it's away. Oh, God, it's, it's away. It's away because I was looking at this on the Bucks calendar. The Bucks have to go to the Garden and face the Celtics. Now, it is on TNT. I'm looking at it now. Oh, yes. That's going to be huge. If we can – obviously, if we win, that's going to be big. If we can – because I think Boston is that good, even if we only, even if we lose and it's only by five or less, 
I'm still going to count that as a mental win. Obviously, we want to win. Uh, like, anything other than winning is going to be a disappointment. But I think if you if you lose a close game, I think that's a mental note, a mental win for, for Milwaukee. But that I'm super excited for that game. We'll be recording probably around the time that that's happening. So we'll have to keep our eye on that for Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in two games next Thursday, three games, Next Thursday, also on TNT, we go to Golden State. Bay Area. That one's going to be interesting. Well, here's the thing, and this is a point that I'm glad you mentioned Golden State because here's the thing that, I know that I've know that i noticed a lot about the Bucks last few years. Yeah, we stopped the Golden State rec- or the undefeated record. That, and I almost went to that game, and I didn't, and I, decide- and I decided not to buy tickets the day of, and wow, was I pissed. You would have had a 24-1 shirt. I know! Anyway, <laughs> thank you for reminding me of a, one of my many stupid decisions that I've made on this campus. Anyway. Lord, anyways. No, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's definitely not okay. I'm a broke college student. T-shirts, <laughs> t-shirts matter. <laughs> oh, boy. But the thing that I've noticed with the Bucks is that they play – and it was the thing that kind of irritated me about the Bucks too. Yeah, I know. Was that say. when they had to slash wanted to, they played up to, if not played better than the competition. Point in case, point in case with the Warriors every yeah. single time since the Warriors became dominant, the the Warriors for whatever reason always have the toughest time putting the Bucks away until like the last couple minutes. Yeah. But the Bucks are always there. Yeah. But then what the Bucks would always do too is like, oh, game that you should win, let's make it interesting. And then sometimes we'll blow them out the water, but let's make it interesting. With this new regime, I don't think that happens. Mm-mm. Again, we're looking at a coach who led this Atlanta Hawks team and stared, stared a LeBron Cleveland team dead in the face. Yeah. This team, especially the belief that this Warriors team has, they're not going to be scared of Boston. They're not going to be scared of Golden State. This is a team that I fully believe thinks that they could go out there come June and win the whole damn thing. They're going in there and they're trying to they're they're trying to storm the castle. You know what this Milwaukee team has that that Hawks team didn't? What? A superstar. That is very true. That Hawks team had what? Al Horford. Al, Al Horford, I would. He's fringe what, superstar. In today's NBA. In today's NBA, no. Your superstar can't be your center. But but just in in today's NBA, yeah, correct. But I yes. still think as far as like if we're looking at status, he's a fringe. He's a he's a star. He's a star player, but he's not superstar. Okay, that's a good way to put it. Uh, Jeff Teague. Not no. Uh, Damari Carroll, defensive player. Uh, Kyle Korver, three point Sp- shooter. Yeah, spot up shooter or just shooter in general. Who is their shooting guard? Kent Bazemore. Bench piece. Oh, not 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 anymore. He's firmly established himself as well, a, yeah, as a legitimate starter. A, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like they didn't have a superstar on that team, so they were just a good all around team. Now you take Giannis off this team, we're still a really good all around team that Budenholzer can coach to a win. But then you add a superstar, a top three player in this league, and I think with it, it's going to translate. Cal even said it. Cal's not a Bucks fan. Cal said that we're going to be a two seed. <laughs> he said that on Hawk Talk today. And yeah, I'm super excited for the Bucks going forward. So we're going to keep our eye out on that too. Speaking of the Warriors, though, 
they're playing 2K out there. <laughs> okay, if we're going to talk about the game that they just played, let me remind y'all. Can we, we need to talk about the last four games they played. All right, cool. But go, go ahead. I was gonna say we the Bulls game. I don't want to. I don't want to call that an outlier. But come on, the Bulls are ass. Right? No, yeah. Like Clay Thompson was going. Clay Thompson could have gone into that game with his headband pulled over his eyes and still broke the record. Do you want to know an interesting stat? Yeah. About Clay Thompson, we'll talk about that game first. We'll go in reverse order. So, obviously, the <laughs> the Warriors put up. 92 points and a half against the Bulls. It's the most it's the I think it was like the most points scored in a in uh by the opposing team or in a certain half. It was by it was the most points scored by at by by an opposing team at some point in the game ever in the in the United at United Center history. That's ridiculous. Uh Clay Thompson scored 52 points in 27 minutes. Broke Steph's record. He broke Steph's 3 points. Was that last night? No, yeah. he Yeah, no what what? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it was it was on the Bulls game. Um the biggest stat of the biggest thing of that, Clay Thompson, this is the second time in his career that he has scored more than 50 points in less than 30 minutes. Do you know how many times that's happened in NBA history? Three. Two. Ooh, I was close. Only Clay Thompson has done it, and he's done it twice. <laughs> what? Why does he not get any love? The rest of the NBA has never done that. Why if, do I feel like I'm the only one that that wants to give Klay Thompson the love that he deserves? One of my buddies on Facebook literally posted, "Clay's the best warrior." Now, <laughs> no, maybe. I want to say that, but KD, I think KD is. KD is the best one on the Warriors. I would put Clay over Steph, though. To be honest, I think Clay's a more all-around player. I think Clay plays better defense than Steph. To be honest, and that's why I want Clay to go to the Lakers next year. But <laughs> you want to know who said he probably will leave? Well, he didn't flat out say he will probably leave, but he kind of sort of did. I think if they win the title again this year, which they will. Oh, no, I Kevin Durant's leaving. Leave. Durant's leaving. Oh, Durant will leave, I think, Clay. No, because you see his comments about how he wants yeah, – how he, he wants he's chasing the money. Yeah, yeah, he said everyone else is getting the money, and he wants that. Which, I, I saw that. I was just like – Which, you know what? As first-round KO, and as we've stated in the past, secure, secure the, the bag. And he deserves to. Absolutely. Like, like I how, said, he's the second. Like, how player. has he not secured the bag, honestly? <laughs> exactly. He Well, he wanted to go get rings. Get rings, secure the bag. Get rings, secure the, the NBA, bag, get more rings? In the NBA, you can do that. That is so true. In the NBA, like football, secure the bag. Cause yeah, it, how, it's just primarily you, secure the bag. You don't know how long you're going to play. Baseball is a wee bit of both. But in football, once you do secure the bag, if you can play a couple more years, then go, go get, get the ring. ring. Baseball, you can... You, it's... You, it's oh, you can't really... Baseball, baseball you really baseball, should base, go for the rings. You really should, but, but it's, they it's, don't it's so... Of the salary cap. Yeah, well, well, there is no salary cap. Exactly. <laughs> um, and the fact that there's 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 so much parity in Major League Baseball recently, so it's almost just like it's it's not like two uh, like what two thousand but between two thousand two thousand four. It's like oh, let's go to Boston or New York. We're guaranteed one at some point. Corey Graves on SmackDown tonight goes because they were talking about the your Triple H giving the Sox a title belt, and he goes, "Don't worry. After we get." A Harper or, or Manny, we'll get we'll get one in the Bronx next year. And I was like, Corey Graves is Yankee fan. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the NBA, you can 
do both. You can secure the bag and then go get rings or you, you can, can play long enough or you can get rings and then secure the bag. It like Clay Tom or like KD has done. You Pretty can much. do both. Just depends on what order you want to do it. Really, honestly. So, and I believe cuz Clay could play n- could could do both next year. If he goes to the Lakers. He could technically do both depending on the depending on the whole money situation with Durant and everybody else with the Warriors too. True, but I think Durant's going to leave and then that team will oh, probably if, fall off. Oh, if Clay Thompson goes to the Lakers, I will cry. Happy tears. Happy tears. They have a mon- they have money for another max deal. I know they do. LeBron's a really good GM. <laughs> <laughs> and so is Magic Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Magic Johnson just pulls up with the rings and be like, Sup, Clay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was yesterday, Tuesday. No, Monday. That was Monday night. Clay Thompson, fifty two points. The Warriors ninety two and a half. Clay Thompson broke the NBA record for threes, 14. Did you see Steph celebrating when he hit it? Clay was celebrating. He was like, yeah, I just hit it. And then Steph was in the corner like, holy shit, look at my buddy. It was really cool. And apparently Steph at halftime, literally, like, Clay was like, hey, man, I'm close to your record. And Steph looked at him and said, go get it, which is really cool. Steph is the ultimate team player. As much as I hate the Warriors, I really like the the, the team dynamic. It's really good. They're they're just good people. Um, so the game before that against br- the Brooklyn Nets again, shit team, but still impressive what they did. Uh, Steph and Clay D. Clay D. Clay D. Wow. Clay <laughs> Steph, D. Steph and K D. Kevin Durant combined for sixty nine points together, and then the game before that against the New York Knicks. KD himself had 41. And then the game before that, Steph Curry against Washington put up 51 points in 32 minutes. Warriors have just been ridiculous. Like, if they they aren't messing around this year. I saw some quote somewhere, and I'm going to see if I can kind of scroll around and see it. Um, yeah, the Warriors kind of said, like, why – or we're not messing around this year. Like, this year, we're fully focused. We're going to win this championship at, year. As if they weren't. Well, the right. Well, like, let, I mean, they're they're honestly a good enough team where they can just kind of mess around and win. <laughs> Duh. But And you want to know what's scary about all this? The Marcus Cousins ain't due back till 2019. Um. Oh, here we go. They're, yeah, they're playing with more focus. And I, and I think I figured out the reason. They don't know what their future is. KD and Clay could both leave. Yep. So then... What is you the know team Steph with, is staying. What is the team without or with just Steph? I don't think it's a super like a. I don't think it's a championship caliber team to be honest. I think they're a playoff contender, and you know uh, they are a threat to get to the title game. But I don't think they're a sure thing like they are anymore or like they are now. So, I think they realize that. I think they realize, hey, this is our last year to go get another ring. Let's go get our what is it third ring, fourth ring, something like that. I don't even know how many they have. It'd be the third for Clay and Steph. It'd be Durant second, right? Mm-hmm. Durant second. Yeah, because they won once without KD, and then they no blew no. Them. It'll yeah. be Durant's third. Would it be third? No, no, no. They once they won once against the Ca- the Cavaliers the first year mm-hmm. when Kyrie and Love both went down, and then they blew the three the three one lead against the Cavs, and then KD joined. So then they won the two, and now that it's this season, so it'd be. 
Clay and Steph's fourth. It would be KD's third. But anyway, I think they realize that, and I think they're going to shoot for the stars this year, get that last ring, and then everyone can go their separate ways. <laughs> KD can go to Washington. He's not. KD can go to Houston. He's not. Boston? No. Milwaukee. No. <laughs> With um, what cap space? Good God, where is he going to go? Portland. No. He's not going to the Lakers. No. He might, but no. Go East. San and What's East? Northeast. I already said Bo- I already said Boston. Not Boston. Who else is up there? My geography Th- is terrible. Think very hard about it. The Knicks? He's not going to the Knicks. The Knicks are getting Kyrie and Jimmy. They they'll find a way. KD's not going to the no. They would take a Kevin Durant over at Jimmy. They would take him. Would he go there? Yeah. I don't know about that. Money. Money, 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 money. Uh. Anyway, (laughs) Clay can come to the Lakers. We'll win a title then. Clay can come to the Bulls. What? We. I can't say no. When I go by NBA 2K19, no. that is, when I go by 2K19, that's my first order of business. I haven't even opened 2K19 yet. That's not good. Anyway, on to some WWE news. Yes, that is. it is that time of the show where our non-WWE listeners can turn it off, I guess, if you really want to. You can skim forward to the end of the, uh, yeah, to the end of the podcast when we do our Twitter plugs, because go follow us on Twitter. But anyway, <laughs> WWE. So. SmackDown was amazing tonight. You need to go watch AJ versus Brian because it's literally a half-hour match, and it's freaking amazing. Like, I think it would. I think it was better tonight than it would have been at Crown Jewel. I don't think it would have got the time at Crown Jewel. It would have got 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't have been good. So, uh, so I'm very happy that happened on SmackDown because it got. it, It was so good. It was just amazing. They got to go out there and do what they wanted to do, and it was very. Very entertaining. Uh, other than that, now we get Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles. And if you want to know what we're going to pick for that match, you can go ahead and look on YouTube Thursday night slash Friday morning right before Crown Jewel. Um, you can look on YouTube for our Crown Jewel predictions because we will be doing that. And also... I do just want to talk about Crown Jewel in general. So, the reports came out last week that John Cena and Daniel Bryan both were refusing to go to Crown Jewel. They didn't want anything to do with Saudi Arabia. And apparently WWE basically doesn't want to anyway because now they're calling it the global pay-per-view event Crown Jewel. Only on the WWE Network. Even though the website still strictly says Saudi Arabia. Because you kind of have to when you're advertising where it is. But anyway, it's the global pay-per-view event. Anyway, so Cena and Brian were reportedly uh, refusing to go. And over the last two days, we have gotten our full answers on that. Because on Raw, they wrote off er, Cena by saying that Bobby Lashley is replacing him in the Crown Jewel uh, tournament to determine the best in the world, whatever, World Cup. And... On SmackDown, we had the AJ Bryan match just there to resolve that. And now 
AJ versus Samoa Joe is happening at Survivor at Crown Jewel. Which, by the way, I counted out. Crown Jewel is going to have like 11 matches. Because the tournament itself has seven. And then you have the tag match, the WWE Championship match, the Universal Championship match, and the SmackDown Tag Team match. It's going to be a long freaking show. All right, dumb question. Who is Who are the Raw Tag Team Champions right now? SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Oh, they're the not Raw the f- Tag Team Champions are Seth, Seth and Dean. That's right. Yeah. But they've, they've, it's, they've, it's they've a SmackDown a, Tag Team match. They've done a good job of making me forget about that. Yes, they have. And I think that's part of the storyline. Good. But yes, it's the SmackDown. It's the bar defending against New Day. Don't forget, Brethren. Don't forget. Oh, you already mentioned the other tag match, though. You Brothers of s- Destruction. Yeah. Yep. So also, matches. did you see the news that Renee Young is actually going to be there? Yeah, that but, came on during Hawk Talk. Yeah, and they except it's not announced. They, they except it wasn't announced what if any changes or res- restrictions will have to be made because woman in Saudi Arabia to see what she wears. Ditto. Because last time women wrestled at Saudi, they had to. They were like fully clothed. They had to have like shit on their head yeah like and then that. when they showed like pictures on the jumbotron of greatest royal rumble of women's re- of, of woman wrestlers and everything when they were performing here stateside yeah. apparently the saudi sport sporting company thing or whatever like issued an apology wow. to the people of saudi yeah that, that that shocked me it it really shocked me yeah. i figured i figured it would be michael Corey and like byron or something i don't know what they what did they do with the greatest royal rumble i don't even remember but anyway uh yeah it it shocked me like and honestly i'm gonna i'm trying trying to be ever the optimist that i am maybe this is a step in the right direction question mark they're letting renee come and commentate hopefully like i that's me trying to be the optimist like hey they're actually letting her come which is terrible (laughs) because she should just be able to go do her job. I don't know. I really do hope it's to step in the right direction because the prince, the prince, does, I don't want to get too political here, but the prince does. He has been trying to become more progressive. Like that's his whole shtick. Is that you know he got the first movie theater and showed the emoji movie, and then he you know he, women are driving. And even now, though that was, even though that was like pulling teeth. Right. So. I don't know. May, maybe maybe it is actually a step in the right direction. Maybe it's just he or she can be at commentary, so like now it's not terrible publicity anymore. I don't know. I mean, there. Are, I mean, I knew. I mean, we all knew WWE is getting absolutely shat on by this, but I definitely knew, and I knew that fans weren't tone deaf when they did try to show a promotion of Crown Jewel at Evolution. Oh, you and the heard fans that. booed the hell out of them. And they shut the board off. Raw and SmackDown. Any mention of it. Boo. Yep. Undertaker. Boo. Yep. It, Becky Lynch. Boo. Did she mention it? I don't think Maybe so. Maybe not. That would be there weird. Was someone, that would be weird if Becky Lynch of all people. There was someone who mentioned it, and they were a mega, like, they're a baby face, and they were getting cheered through the whole promo. AJ? Daniel? Ray? Might have been AJ and Daniel. I think it was AJ tonight because they were in Georgia. And obviously AJ's home AJ's, state. And he was you could tell. The AJ's music hit to start the show. They went fucking crazy for him. It was awesome. Daniel was getting booed. 
Like that's how that's how over AJ is in in Georgia. It's kind of cool. Did he wear his Georgia red stuff on the show tonight? Mm-hmm. Okay, I yeah, figured. Uh, so that was it. But yeah, I think it was him because he. I think he mentioned Crown Jewel. Like, boo! Like wow. Okay. Georgia booed. Damn. <laughs> right. They booed AJ Styles. <laughs> I think they booed Crown Jewel, but no, that's what I'm more. That's that's what I'm more surprised. Georgia booed Crown Jewel. Exactly. That's, like not to get more political, but that's a. I'm like not to get political, but that's but that's that's they're. I'm, I mean, not to be funny, but that is a traditionally red state. Yes, it is a red state. So I was just a little bit surprised, but I because but wrestling fans, that's red, not necessarily. A mic, that, that's yeah, wrestling fans aren't the aren't a microcosm exactly. of the state of Georgia. Yeah, You're so, right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so that was just some interesting stuff with Crown Jewel. Like I said, we'll still do not about it. I'm s- no, still not for the about record. It. I'm still not about yeah, this. Yeah, part gonna, of me doesn't even want to watch it because I'm like so against it. But I'm curious to know how to ma- yeah. to how the matches go. I, as a wrestling fan, I'm gonna watch it, and I think we're gonna we're gonna do a disclaimer before the picks too. Uh, and I'll do it right now too. Like by no means do we actually want this to go on. I wish this event we, would have been canned. Or yeah, moved. we all said we wanted this to be canceled. When I said that it wasn't going to be, that was me strictly analyzing it from a business standpoint. And yeah, the, we we don't want this to go on. We really thought they should have pulled out. I still think they shouldn't have done it. So, like, we don't want this to happen. But as wrestling fans and as you know, podcasters and and occasional guess we're technically youtubers i don't know um multimedia persons i like it i like it um multimedia personalities yeah that's the word i'm looking for i like it yeah so as multimedia personalities uh we're gonna do it because i i'm i like to talk about we're, we're gonna talk about it as a wrestling event we will i will put the disclaimer out there uh, in the video that yes, we don't want this show to happen. We don't agree with the show happening, but we're gonna do we're gonna do these picks. So, yeah, look forward to that. And yeah, I think that's all I have for today. Connor, do you have anything else you want to add? No. <laughs> we'll keep this. D- we'll keep this episode d- a d- little shorter. D- do I? I don't know. Do you? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think has anything really happened. Oh, bops only. Oh yeah, that's listen to bops that, only. That is a thing on Friday. Yeah. Friday, 10 p.m. Yeah. WSW. Mm-hmm. 9170 Edge. Yeah. Uh, I, I three count review tomorrow. Also 9170 Edge. I I don't. 4 p.m. I don't know. Also on YouTube. Okay, yeah. <laughs> is there anything? Oh yeah, I get. I I I get. I guess I'll. I guess I'll say this on the show. Um. Because at the time of this being recorded, th- as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, a woman's soccer team here who essentially had a play-in game on Saturday to the WEAC tournament. They won their first-round game in the WEAC tournament against UW-Platteville. I do not know who they play on Thursday. Is this officially playoffs? Yeah. Cool. The, the game that happened today, earlier today, oh. was the first round of the conference playoff. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know who they have in the next game. <laughs> I will openly admit to that because I just cared if we won, and I was like, okay, we're good. That's the only thing I really cared about. But I will say congratulations to the team. I know someone on the team. Mm -hmm. I am obviously a fan of the team because I'm a fan of soccer and all things Warhawks. So, duh, I'm going to like this team. So, shouts out to them. 
Shouts out to the men's team from going on this freaking Real Madrid. No, Real Madrid sucks right now. Uh, going on this Barcelona-like rampage on teams recently, which is kind of fun to see. And shouts out to the football team, yo. How are we yeah, still ranked injured. fifth? I don't know. But did you see that the offense, that the entire offensive line got got named to the to the national team of the week? Yep, that's awesome. So other than that, yeah, no, just shouts out to Warhawk Athletics. Keep doing your thing, yo. Keep doing your thing. Um, what was I just? Oh, Linda McMahon distances herself from WWE Crown Jewel. Smart move, Linda. <laughs> Smart move, Linda. <laughs> you are technically a, an official politician, so smart. I mean, move. she is in President Trump's cabinet. Yep. God, I, that's just that's so weird to think about, right? Super weird. The man, Linda WWE Hall of Famer. I was thinking more of Linda McMahon being in I the mean, cabinet, but yes. yeah, no, WWE Hall of also, Famer, President of the United that's, States. That's why it's also weird. Anyways. Anyways, thank you all for listening. Connor, please take us out. Can do. First round KO, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes. Go follow us. Go like us. Do whatever they tell you their metric is and do that. One of these days, I'm going to figure out everyone's perspective. Basically, lock, like, comment, subscribe, review, all that fun stuff on any that. platform. Yeah, that, basically. Do that. Twitter, follow us at FRKL Podcast. Follow Kyle at Olsen2K18. Follow myself at Connormore underscore seven. Links in the description. In the next episode, probably talking more football because we've got picks to go through. And let's just hope that... From the Hawk Talk perspective, I'm still mad about that. We'll fill you in later. The next time we shock the system since day one ish. Like the lake is down in Michigan. Had a good year, kind of tired. Word to Michelin at the finish line. Go get the checkered flag. Take a couple more shots. That's extended mag. I don't mean to brag. You smell the scented bag. I pull up solo at the function. I'm a tennis stag. Stone cold bachelor. Acid rapping chancellor. Couple years an amateur, but never had a chance. We are. You see me as a challenge to manage it.